We continue the Barbie marathon with not Barbie diaries, but something a little bit more environmental. Guys, welcome to the show that's got creepy human teeth. It's the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I'm your host, Max Steele. And as always, I'm joined by a magical fairy princess. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. I'm not used to my host calling audibles uh, three days prior to filming. You know what? It's it's I'm, I feel duped. Because now I look like the asshole because I've watched two Barbie movies this week <laughs> instead of one. It's, I feel, I feel, I had to hunt down Barbie Diaries, dog. I had to hunt that shit down. <laughs> and then, and you're like, my boy, I don't want to do that. We're doing the Melina. <laughs> dog, like, so we could not find, I could not find Barbie Diaries fucking anywhere like i searched high i searched low and we just ultimately decided like okay well if, it, if it's taking us this much effort to find barbie diaries it's gonna take y'all like even more so we're like you know what fuck it this movie's been scrubbed off of the face of the earth let's go in a different direction and <laughs> the direction we went in was talking about the 2009 computer animated fantasy film barbie presents thumbelina and if you don't know it's about magical fairies that live in a field and the horrors of capitalism with a pro-environmental message that basically leftist propaganda. So, Mike, <laughs> what did you think of this movie? It's – this is like – this movie is so – it's not good. This is the see, – see, Barbie the Nutcracker, you could, you could sort of give a little bit of slack because – it was literally just telling the Nutcracker, but just Barbieifying it, and you're like, mm. "Oh, that's fine. It's meant for children, so it makes sense why we would not like it." Mm -hmm. This one just sucks. Like this one just kind of sucks. So its its message is so like wholesome because it's like, "Hey, come on, save the save the environment," and you're like, "Yeah, mm -hmm. heck yeah." None of nothing ever pans out correctly. All of the characters are just haunt my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's just the story makes no sense. And all of the characters, except for freaking Thumbelina, are so fabulously irritating. Oh my God. Dude, all the humans in this movie suck. Again, the only one that character that's maybe like eh, kind of okay is Thumbelina, but the rest of the fairies. I could not even tell them apart. I just referred to yeah, them. racist. Like, <laughs> Shut up. <You're> very <laughs> racist. I just, uh, I was just like, oh, it's Thumbelina and the other two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, that's literally all they were. Well, the other two are literally like caricatures because there's one who's literally <clears throat> like the book nerd. So mm -hmm. she's sitting there just going like, I don't know, guys. And she's literally... Her job, is, I literally just started calling her Arnold because she just reminded me of Arnold from the Magic School Bus because all she would do is say, I don't know, gang. And then everyone would be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's and then the other one is just stupid. Like her character traits that she's fucking stupid. So now looking for like behind the scenes, like things about these movies. It's interesting, and I noticed it with the last one, because there's not a whole lot of information out there on these movies. It's like they just gave an AI prompt, so like, hey, make the, the Thumbelina fairy tale and just barbify, barbify it, and uh, this is what they churn out. 
like there's really nothing much to like the behind the scenes because there's just there's just not that information out there. But what I will say is we can sit here and talk about the animation. Mike, with the last movie, I'm w- I was willing to give it some cre- leeway because, again, it was the early 2000s. And, you know, I'm like, OK, I get it. But this came out in like 2009. They should have known better by now. They should have been able to at least conjure up something that wasn't this. And what do I mean? We got like, I don't know if you guys remember that show called Code Lyoko. But all of the fairies have like fucking Code Lyoko massive fucking foreheads. We have a dog with human teeth, which I'll get into later. And the complete and utter lack of any like shadows, darkness or detail. It's just like there are no dark areas with this animation. It's just bright and colorful. (laughs) And you're like, dude, it's I don't know. It's like fucking look at like someone taking watercolors and just throwing them at your face and then you end up going blind. So it is. I'm so glad you mentioned code Lyoko Their <clears throat> Their foreheads are honestly just in, 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 insane. It is just, they have, they all look like fucking Jimmy Neutron with their foreheads. It's <laughs> wild. No, I was going to say that, you know what they, you know what these fairies look like? They look like that one mm. episode when in of Jimmy Neutron when Sheen got really smart and his just head oh, kept on growing just, and growing. It's just a, just the pulsing veins. As okay, all right, I I see that, I see that. No, in um, the animation it feels like instead of having the choppy 2001 animation that they had in Barbie the Nutcracker, they decided to swap it out for. The choppy animation they had in Happily Never After. Because mm-hmm. it's just, instead of having stiff, poorly CGI'd characters that look like half-melted wax dolls, they now just have weird action figure characters, almost. It's literally mm-hmm. like they, you can, it's almost like you can see, if you've ever opened up like 3D software or ever like seen a video where you see like the ball joints, the balls where the joints are, where you can like move them around and stuff. You can quite literally almost see it because you can mm-hmm. see like the only things that move by Barbie are like the shoulders and the elbows. And that's fucking it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I think that's going to be a problem with all of these movies. So just get used to us talking about that. But this movie mm-hmm. is very similar to the last one. Because it takes Barbie as the storyteller and then just kind of fucks off in its own direction. It's literally a Barbie movie in name alone. Like if you literally just got rid of like the first like two, three minutes and the last two to three minutes, this could have just been an animated retelling of the Thumbelina story and not much would have really changed. Yeah, it does feel like it does feel like the 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 story, like much like the Nutcracker one, it is literally the bar the Barbie and the Nutcracker one felt more intertwined because mm-hmm. the main character actually looked like freaking Barbie. Mm-hmm. This one, it doesn't even look like Barbie. It looks like there's this weird troll doll rendition of Barbie. 
that they just slapped wings onto and kind of called it a day. It's mm-hmm. it's it's odd for for sure. Yeah. So let's just get to the most important question that we bring here on this podcast, Mike. If Barbie presents Thumbelina was a drink, what would it be and why? Well, cutting to the chase. I like it short, sweet, and to the point. Just like these uh, movies. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like these movies. Okay. All right. So Barbie as a as a spirit is Pink Whitney Lemonade Vodka. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we cleared this off. Pink because that's a tee-up. Vodka because it, Barbie is very just sort of like a blank canvas that you can slap various different occupations and princess gowns onto and call it a day. And it's a totally different thing. Legitimately. For better and worse. So Pink Whitney Vodka. Perfect. Two and a half ounces. It's a Barbie movie. Barbie's not really in it. But, you know, you can suspense your disbelief and call Thumbelina Barbie for a little bit. And you'll convince yourself for about 20 minutes. Nothing much past that. Okay. So we got our vodka. Next, we have this story, which has an albeit good, it has a good theme to it. You know, it's about environmental conservation, caring for the planet, all that good stuff. It's a ham-fisted delivery in general. And it's also kidified. So it's watered down. It's very... It's very much just holding hands and singing Kumbaya. And then they'll just toss in some eco-terrorism just to really spice up the life. And you're like, okay, it's it's a left turn. So I want you to grab an ounce of Empress Gin, specifically Empress Gin, because Empress is tinted purple. And Empress Gin has really, is really cool. It's got a lot of depth to it. And I feel like with this cocktail... Much like this movie, there's a good theme and a good, like, tying factor to this movie. And it's just kind of mucked up and feels out of place. Mm-hmm. Just with how hard they choose to go on it sometimes. Next, we have the we have the humans in this world. We got Thumbelina and all the little fairy people. And then we got the humans. The humans are all either a mixture of busybodies or bratty people. Mm-hmm. They're either brats or they're busybodies. It's it's one or the other. So for that, I want you to get half an ounce of decaf espresso. Literally, just pouring out half an ounce of decaf espresso in because they're busybodies or they're annoying. Next, it's a kids movie, and it's a lot of really crappy coloring. Trees are blue, which, you know, I, it's a kid's movie, so you should, I should be okay with that. But you know what? I'm not. I'm going to be annoying about it. The lighting is terrible and cheap. The animation is cheap. So let's get a cheap juice. Get some Tampico in your life. I want you to go to Walmart, pick the bottom shelf, grab some Tampico, and just get busy with it. Two ounces. Finally, for the final piece of this cocktail, I want you to... Grab some edible glitter, pour it in, and swirl it around so it's fun and fanciful. This brownish pink sludge that you made. Make it make it sparkly. And finally, pour it into a cup with that has a sliding lid. Like, you know those Yetis that have the like, little sliding top to close? Mm-hmm. I want you to partially close 
the lid to to your sliding top because it feels almost like this weird, awkwardly paced drip feed of a movie that will occasionally just go a little too quick and sometimes will drag its feet so, so much. And that's my cocktail. Dude, Blue Raspberry Tampico. We love to, we love to see it here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I love it, Mike. It's I love it. Hell yeah. The the purple, uh, what, what was it called? Empress Gin. Empress. That's in, that's interesting. I feel yeah. like we, I feel like we might be coming back to that one here. But I see you're, I see you bringing in that edible glitter I was talking mm-hmm. about. I love it. I I'm love telling it. you, you you hit you hit the nail on the head with the freaking edible glitter and Nutcracker, man. That's that. Yeah, I'm using that shit. <laughs> so I love to, I love it, Mike. I love it. I think I think your drink might actually fit might fit for this movie a little bit better than mine because I went just kind of simple and straight to the point. I thought, okay. What do I remember about watching this movie? It was Barbie. It was about the environment. You said eco-terrorism. Your words, not mine. <laughs> please give us a Barbie presents eco-terrorism. <laughs> Bar- Barbie just Barbie just pull, pulls off her hoodie and she's just got a Shake of Aura t-shirt on. And she's like, it's time to take the country back. So, uh, yeah. So Barbie, eco-terrorism. And the thing, and one of the things I remembered was that creepy fucking dog with human ass teeth. Mm. So I, I took those three things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you already know for mine. Sparkly pink Whitney. It's pink Whitney with edible glitter in it. Toss in three ounces into your champagne glass. I'm gonna say. Hmm. Next, we have our environmental message that just kind of beats us over the head. Go out, go grab yourself some. Rose water, which if you don't know, has a very like floral taste to it. Toss in five ounces of that into your champagne glass. We have a creepy ass dog with human teeth. For me, I'm surprised we haven't used this more on this podcast. Half an ounce of Everclear to get you just fucking seeing demons and shit. Mm-hmm. And then after that, go outside, find some flowers. Any flowers will do as, as long as they're not poisonous. You know, got to be careful. And use that to garnish your drink. Just kind of sprinkle some of the flower petals on top. And that's it. That's it. Hell yeah. Short, sweet, to the point. Vodka, Everclear, and and rose water. My mouth is going to be on fire after having your cocktail. Jesus Christ. Um, I do like like that you mentioned the fact that the dog is a nightmare-inducing, abominable horror that would make Lovecraft scared. Because, oh my god. <laughs> it is That's probably the most heinous part of this movie, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, there, were, there was an art director that saw this model of the dog and was like, like it went through a chain of command and people were like, all right, that, that'll do. That, that's, that's exactly what I need. Exactly what I had envisioned. Let's let's uh, let's put it to print. Let's make it happen. Yeah, and we're no, here talking about it. No one said. No one said. Later. Absolutely, no one said that's worrying. That's worrying. Or someone went. Someone didn't look at that and go, "I'm scared. I'm scared." Todd, what did you make? <laughs> what did you bring upon this cursed land? <laughs> All right, guys, we'll go. Go grab. Go grab yourself a nice glass of raspberry tampico. Why not treat yourself a little bit? And let's talk 
about Barbie Presents Thumbelina. So before we even get to the movie, when we get our opening title credits, the one question I have is, why the fuck do we have the Universal logo before this movie? Why did they sign it's, off on this? Hell yeah. I saw that. I just saw I just saw the is just like the Universal logo comes up. I was like, son of a bitch, Universal got involved in this? Oh my god. <laughs> so again, start starting off strong and heavy here. And we transition to holy shit, it's fucking green. Like it's just a green. Just they they were like, you know what? Fuck it. It's grass. Just put a green material on it, and um, all right, make it's, it very it's, vibrant and very saturated. Okay, that'll do. That'll do. It's it, it's so saturated. It's so goddamn oversaturated. It's just that is it's the most that is the most well hydrated grass I've ever seen. There's not a speck of yellow on it. It is it is impressive. I'm looking at it and I'm like. Now, now, a dad who really loves his lawn took care of that grass. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You just see, I just like the idea that like all of like the fairies are like fluttering around, and then you just see just like a guy in like old New Balances and cargo shorts, and he's just and he just sits there and just like looks over the like the grass and goes, "You did it again, Todd. <laughs> you did it again." So we get Barbie. Once again, voiced by Kelly Sheridan, who voiced Barbie in the last movie. She shows the kid the green outdoors and talks about how great the environment is. So this gaggle of kids have to pick a baby tree for ritual purposes, I'm assuming. And one of the girls, Emma, picks a tree that isn't It's Midsummer. Like- <laughs> It's Barbie presents Midsummer. <laughs> just, you just see the kid. Just you see Barbie just puts the puts the kid in a bear costume. All right. <laughs> All right, Ken. Now we need you to enter this burning building wearing this bear costume. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, Barbie just sits in a sits in a like a like a like a like a cloak of flowers and just grins watching it. This Ken jumps off of cliffs. Just down to his death. <laughs> this can participates in the Adish stoop. So again, one of the girls, Emma, picks a tree that isn't like the other ones. It's a tiny tree with blue leaves. And Barbie assures Emma, like, hey, even the smallest trees can make a big difference. Hence the reason why Michael Flaherty is paying child support. And Barbie That's tells her story. <laughs> Goddamn court. <laughs> Make me a broke motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> so um, Barbie sits down and tells a story to a group of kids. Again, just like last movie. We transition to another field with different colored leaves. We zoom into one pink bush. And Barbie talks about the world of the Twiller Bees. And we see their village and all that it offers. The Twiller Bees were tiny. The biggest one was about as big as a hand. They live amongst the flowers and can make plants grow fast. They have no contact with humans. They hide if they see one. But one Twiller Bee wasn't so timid. And her name was Thumbelina. Close up on Thumbelina. And Jesus Christ. This is our first image of, you know, the main character of this movie. (laughs) And first of all, you know, like I said, Code Lyoko forehead. 
but she looks like she hasn't slept in five days. She looks <laughs> a pack a day. Thank you. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Oh my god, dude, Thumbelina looks <laughs> Thumbelina looks exhausted. It's just it's, Thumbelina just like she got she got back from her, the fucking sweatshop. Like she is so you see her eyes are like sunken in and have bags. And she's just and she's just she walks so awkwardly and it literally she looks so. I, I, I don't know how to say it other than she looks skeletal almost. Like, it's so weird. I'm like, dude, she looks like the two of us after like a long day at work and you're just having to yeah, come absolutely. home and you're just like, I got so much shit I got to do at home. I got to do the dishes. I got to clean the house. My parents are coming into town. I got to, I got so much shit to do. And it's that's exactly. just, and smoking a cigarette, just trying to make it through the day. Exactly. You're just sitting there just going like, I'm. I just got to get through this. I just got to get through this. <laughs> so Thumbelina goes to the top of the village and sees her friends, Chrysala and Janessa. They talk, and Thumbelina made the group wings so they could fly, and they want to watch the Twiller, the Twiller baby patch bloom. And using the power of nature, they go higher into the tree and look down on the Twiller baby patch. They're excited, and Thumbelina jumps off this edge, tries to use her wings, and fucking dies. It's, just, it's like a jackass stunt. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbelina's like Thumbelina's like I'm Thumbelina, and this is when pigs fly. And she just like falls down. It's just it's just motherfucking Thumble. It's just uh, Bam Margera as Thumbelina. <laughs> Bam Margera, and you just say like just like uh, Chrisella and what are what's her name Janessa are just are just Steve-O in Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remake this movie as that. So, no, she flies perfectly fine. Her friends are very impressed. She flies over the Twiller baby patch. But one of Thumbelina's friends is nervous about flying. And one accidentally falls. And the other, you know, has a fall as well to chase after her. And the two fall on the ground and die. No, they don't. I'm gonna be, I feel like I'm going to be doing that joke a lot because I just kind of, I don't know, want to after watching this movie. So they live, unfortunately, and fall into some dandelions. And Thumbelina is like, congrats, you did it. Janessa has hay fever or something and starts sneezing and tries to, you know, get out of going to school and shit. Then a creepy ass fucking hummingbird named Lola swings by and communicates <laughs> with them. Just from fucking left field. Just this hummingbird zips in. It's just like, hey, what's going on, gang? I swear this thing doesn't blank the entire movie. Hell no. Hell no, it doesn't. That thing looks like that thing looks like it's on its third Coke binge. Like it is just like, oh, hey, hey guys, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, they wanted to have a studio executive cameo in the film somehow. So <laughs> this is just what they went with. That was the CEO of Mattel, actually. Funny enough. He was doing the mocap for the bird. So when you say that, I think back to like the actual the Barbie movie that came out earlier this year. And it's just Will Farrell. Oh, yeah, exactly. It just Will Ferrell was doing the mocap while he was on Coke. So it turns out something is coming for the Twiller bees. Something is rumbling. It's humans. Thumbeline is like, let's go check it out. But the other Twiller bees can't interact with humans, so they go look anyways. So Lola pulls the three by a vine so they can go check it out. And it's all fun, you see. And me and Mike are so cynical that seeing this is just like fucking nails on a chalkboard. Absolutely. So they, get, so they get dropped off, look up and see construction workers driving bulldozers. You already know that these union motherfuckers don't want to be dealing with fucking fairies. These poor 
Okay, everyone except for the foreman, because the foreman apparently has just like a hate boner for fairies, but the everyone else is kind of just punching the numbers like, ah, damn it, I wish I was home. I, like, I could be, I could be watching, I could be watching the game right now. <laughs> just working just 12-hour days, like, their backs yeah. hurting, like. You're horrib- horribly underpaid, horribly underpaid. So another car drives up, and in the car, with some child in the back FaceTiming her friend, and also the dog with human fucking teeth. What's this fucking OG oh. Sonic the Hedgehog looking ass doing in the back? It is. Oh, yeah. No, this dog. Listeners, you think we're overblowing it. This dog is haunting. Like, I, You're this fucking. dog looks, this dog was fucked up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, go, go look up that image and just look at it for like two minutes and tell me you're not going to be seeing that in your dreams. Hell yeah. So it's just fucked up. So the kid, so first of all, kid sucks. Parents are just driving, ignoring their own daughter and Thumbelina's outside. Like, <laughs> let's see, let's wait and see what the humans are up to. And then the car, this per- this child is talking to some, one of her friends, Violet and Violet's like, yeah, my parents bought me an Island. There are some people doing whatever on it, but like, it's fine. They're going to name it after me. Dark horrors of capitalism. I I just I I just sat there and just thought to myself. I was like I was like, damn, this movie's really pushing the whole capitalism bad route, huh? Yeah. It is like it is just like just like oh yes, my my the the rich are this these annoying privileges little bastards, <laughs> which I find so, just I find it so funny because like both Violet and this child we see. Both of her parents are in like the top 1% tax, like they're in the top 1% of income earners, like probably in the United States because they got a nice ass apartment. They're building a fucking factory for some reason. Like it's just yeah. ridiculous. My favorite thing is also never once does the movie mention what the parents are building the factory for. Like mm-hmm. for all we know, it could just be a textile factory that they're just mm-hmm. going to just like borderline enslave. Just like some people and pay them two dollars. They're gonna enslave the Twiller bees and just like work yes. them to the bone. Oh no. They're, just, they're, they're gonna be like you can reach all the hard to hard to reach spaces when you're sewing a t-shirt. So you're gonna be involved in that now. So this child is like trying to figure out, like, oh, I want to impress Violet. And this child's like, I want that field of flowers, Dad. I want that in my room. And dad's just like yeah, whatever. Tell the construction workers. Yeah, business, 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 business. So construction workers start excavating this field that Thumbelina and her friends are in, and they all die. I'm sorry. I'm just in a really cynical mood this week. Yeah, like, like, damn. It's just You just see them just like pull out some Asian orange or just spray it on the flowers. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me, guys. Later, the three fairies open their flowers um, to look around, and they see they're in a flower bed in some girl's room. Oh, and by the way, they're also in the cities. One of the fairies sees their home. So it's flying towards it, but it's just a desktop background. What's the name of that desktop background that like everyone looked at that was like all in a field somewhere? The, the Windows XP background? Like, yeah, that's what she was seeing. Oh, yeah. She's just, it's just, she saw the Windows XP background and goes, whoa, what a beautiful place. <laughs> so also, Lola, the hummingbird, is right outside the room. The fairies can't open the door. Remember that creepy ass looking dog? It's here now. It snarls and barks at one of the other two and starts chasing after her. Um, Then Thumbelina, uh, the other one, breaks out of her flower and she almost gets eaten by the dog. The three fairies fly over to a dollhouse. But this athletic fucking dog is just able to stand up and balance on top of a toy giraffe. 
just jumps after them. The dog jumps at the fairies, but then eats shit in a trash can and guaranteed fucking breaks its, its neck. I was, I was about to say <laughs> the dog just you just see the you just hear the dog whimper as it as its face hits the trash can and she just you just see the kid walk in and is just like, oh poofles, what's going on? And then she just screams. <laughs> what is not a really just dark cynical movie? I was gonna say, like this is just a this is just like a just a kid's movie about some people just playing around. <laughs> we're, we're just probably, like the dog dies. We're probably ruining somebody's childhood right now. If so, good congratulations like the, like truth be told the movie was not that great so i don't have a whole lot of regrets about it like nutcracker nutcracker was a kid's movie this sucks yeah <laughs> so the fairies go and hide in the dollhouse the child from earlier enters and the dog is like barking in the dollhouse the child gets intrigued and sees the fairies but oh just they're <laughs> they're dolls child gets distracted by lola the hummingbird dog goes outside the fairies try to stand still and not get caught by the child but the door outside is open so the fairies try to fucking book it but overhear that their field is about to be destroyed by her so her parents can build a factory somebody needs to call captain planet so <laughs> it's you just you just see all the planeteers just come by and they're just like they're just like heart and water and whatever the other fucking elements were i would just look at heart and be like dude what are you doing here? <laughs> you're like, bud, bud, you're barking up the wrong tree, man. Why don't you go back and just like, I don't know, like, I don't know, lobby for Congress or something? I don't know. <laughs> so the fairies are like, um, what the fuck? And Thumbelina is like, not on my block, bitch, and goes to try to talk to the child, being like, hey, what the fuck? That's my home. I like and just Barbie just, not Barbie, fucking, what's her name? Thumbelina just rolls up to the kid and is just like, hey, throw your set up, fool. And she just like starts shooting her. Puts her hands up really fucking high and starts trying to backfist the child. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like she's a freaking boxer. She just starts speed bag hitting her in the chin. <laughs> so the child thinks that Thumbelina is just a toy being a toy. And the child's like, oh, yeah, you know, y'all can stay here. I'll be the only girl in town with a tiny person. That's called enslavement of people with dwarfs. <laughs> we already talked how that's a bad idea. You can't enslave dwarfs anymore, guys. That's PSA. See? Uh, but no, this this person's rich enough that, I don't know, maybe she can. We don't know. Maybe she maybe she does have. <laughs> just give it up with the jackass bitch. She's got Wee Man in the back closet. <laughs> he's like can i come out and you're like she's like no poofles you stay in there and come out when you're ready so the child turns into like an evil fucking super villain and is like poofles let's get them the thumbelina flies around her and her two other friends are able to escape and outside the fairies reconvene with lola and thumbelina tells the other two to go back and that thumbelina will go back with the child and she's like we're small that doesn't mean we're helpless isn't that right mike i'm taller than you I wasn't talking about that. Uh, oh, no! no, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, I love how you're like, I'm taller than you, man. I was like, oh, like, oh, that's, I'm, like I'm factually bigger than you. And you're like, not that way. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Threw it up. Hit. That's a fucking home run right there. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So the plan is for the other two to go back and to delay the workers. And Thumbelina will go find a way to stop them for good. Gosh darn it. So the three go their separate ways. Lola takes the other two and Thumbelina returns to the child. So in the apart in the living room, um, Thumbelina sees their field. It's getting replaced by like a factory on a presentation. We even see like a little model of the factory. The mom enters and is like business, business, business. And she kills a bug because she hates small flying things. That never gets resolved. 
uh, Thumbelina hides and dad comes in and is also and it's also like business, business, business. Nothing, nothing will stand in the way of us building this factory. They are these parents. A couple things. One, the layout of their house is crazy because their desk is just a conference room, yeah. which it's in their house. Confusing, not, by not, the not, way. Not, not, not house, apartment. Oh, it's in their apartment. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Because, yeah, that makes it worse. It's <laughs> They have an apartment in, like, I don't know, fucking uh, New York. And they <laughs> just have a full conference room next to their child's bedroom. And I don't know how, like, small family businesses work, but I feel like that's not how it works. I mean, especially like with we don't know how much money that these people are making. They're like, oh, once we make it, you know, we'll do all this other stuff. And I'm like, you're telling me you haven't already made it? L- look at your it's fucking like, apartment. It's, their apartment's like four stories. It's crazy. It's like in Manhattan or something. Yeah. And they're just, they're just complete. They're like, oh, we haven't hit it big yet. And I'm like, ah, yes, this, this, this exudes poverty. That's what I can tell. This is, this is poor. So the child entered, enters and is like, hey, have y'all seen a small flying doll come through here? And they're like, oh, no, honey, business, business, business. Child walks away. Thumbelina confronts the child in the other room. And the dog with human teeth does like more fucking parkour or some shit. So Thumbelina <laughs> says that she can help. <laughs> you just see the dog Kong vault over. <laughs> So Thumbelina confronts the child in the other room again with the dog with human teeth. Uh, Thumbelina says she can help the child impress Violet with the power of nature magic. And she uses, you know, shows some of it. And there are two conditions. Parents don't build a factory and the child doesn't tell Violet about her. The child's like, well, why? How will she be impressed? So Thumbelina makes her a bag <laughs> out of like just two leaves that she pulled off. And this materialistic is- child is just like a deal. What is, what the hell is wrong? How, how fucked in the head is this kid it's like where she's like she's like but the big thing in my life is impressing my friend and by impressing i mean making her feel less than as and granted her friend does the same damn thing so it's kind of just like this toxic back and forth tennis match mm-hmm. but i it's at this point where i audibly when i was watching the movie started telling the kid to shut the fuck up because this kid's whole personality is based off of how do I impress my obscenely irritating friend? Mm-hmm. And, it was- and it's just, there's no growth or change outside of, outside of, oh shit, this affects me now. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be one thing if like we, the kid was likable and trying to impress the friend, but like, she's just not. Like they didn't write a compelling character for her. So now yeah. we're kind of sitting here just like, uh okay like yeah, are we you, supposed to give a shit you kind of suck as a character yeah you can write yeah i feel like you can write a character who's a brat but also can be compelling mm-hmm. like you're like oh i can see something in him though like this character is just fucking annoying like, <laughs> <laughs> so at the field the construction workers are like sniffing flowers but the boss is like y'all get back to work we're ripping apart this entire field no appreciating the flowers you hear the other two fairies Wait in the flowers. This tiny army of fairies use their nature power to attack the construction equipment with nature and vines and shit. It's back at the apartment. 
more parents doing business thing. Dad gets a phone call. Construction workers can't start digging till tomorrow because of the nature attacks. The construction leader is just like, I hate flowers. It's so yeah. He just sits there and goes, I hate flowers and nature, which again, odd. But sure, man, dude, I'm sitting sitting here just like, dude, did 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 like. A flower kill your entire family? Like, what I just, just say, hatred, bro? I just like the, I just like the idea where it's like he he's just a kid skipping home from school, and he like opens up his like ha- his like door, and he's like, "Mom, Dad, I'm home," and he just sees two sunflowers with knives stabbing his family, and then just running away, and he's like, "No!" <laughs> it's just like mobsters wearing a suit, but instead of a face, it's just a sunflower. Exactly. It's it's two sunflowers in suits. <laughs> just stabbing and they just look at the kid, just just sort of like just sort of make a mean face at him and then just scamper away. <laughs> and that day I swore I would take revenge on all the people who had their families killed by flowers. <laughs> exactly. It's just and he's he's in, he's in a committee of one <laughs> for like people, for like victims. <laughs> so in the child's room, she shows off her bag to Violet. Violet is impressed, and Violet's like, hmm, my mom's coming home from Italy with brand new clothes. I'll bring my friend. She'll be the judge to find out who found a, who discovered a better designer. And the child's like, oh, I'll have something better, something that no one else in the entire universe has. You'll be impressed. And Violet's like, okay, I'm going to take the elevator down. I'll see you later. Yeah, these, these this child's family has an elevator in their apartment. Isn't she, like, so poor? The poverty, poverty. That's what that screams. That screams underprivileged. So uh, um, Thumbelina talks to the child like, hey, talk to your parents. But the child asks, they say no, doesn't work. Thum- and Thumbelina's like, listen, my home depends on it. Please help me and my people. We go back to the field. It's night. And the only reason I know that is because it's so fucking blue. <laughs> and the construction exactly. workers go to leave. Hey, deathbed, deathbed prepped you for this, Max. You see blue in the sky and you go... It's nighttime now. Someone was like, oh, shit, we got to find like a one of those uh, blue file folders to just put in front of the camera lens. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do. I just like the idea that Thumbelina and like all the Twiller bees are like running around. And then you just hear cut and everyone just pauses. And then someone just like just slides the file folder <laughs> over the lens. And they're like, and action. <laughs> so the fairies use nature and tools to remove the wheels and tread off construction equipment. Just by using their body weight. I don't know how to tell you this movie, but it takes a, more than like a few pounds to remove the nuts and bolts off of an excavator. Yeah, it's, that was the that was my favorite. Like these <laughs> are they ants? Do they have ant physics attached to them or something? Where it's like they could do twenty times their weight or some shit? Because like these kids, they, they were tough, man. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, they're just removing full tires off of a bulldozer, which is. <laughs> impressive like you, you gotta you gotta like have m- machinery to fucking do that and they're just doing it with their body weight like la 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 i'm like yeah i love that i'm like i think y'all should be entering uh have you heard of this thing called a strongman competitions I'm, exactly they, they they should be they should be in wrestling just sitting there just like suplexing people as like these tiny little things <laughs> seeming nacho libre soon so the next day thumbelina wakes up uh, the child who's again I find out only here her name is McKenna, but I'm just going to keep calling her the child because the movie didn't do a good job of telling me her fucking name. And the child needs to go talk to her parents. 
in the kitchen, the child tries to tell her parents about the factory, and the dad calls the construction workers whose equipment has just straight up broken and like clipped through the ground. <laughs> it's, they, that's how the that's how you know the Twiller bees mean business. The the machine they made the machinery clip through the ground. That's, they broke physics. They they literally defied physics again. It would be at that point where you see a fairy defy the laws of physics and known and like known like I don't know nature from a human perspective, and you go, no, thank you, no, thank you. He's like, all right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> well, it's, they made a damn pyramid. Mm-hmm. Like they engineered their 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 I don't know their mischief to like create a pyramid of bulldozers and excavators which is just impressive like these toilet bees but they should they can really capitalize on some of their skills god damn so the mom says she's gonna go down to the construction site to take a look the dad does more business talk on the phone but the child is like maybe you don't build it on that site but the dad's like what, what do you want um i promise you like he offers materialistic possessions like i promise you i promise you i'll get you whatever you want the child walks away and is like well i tried and Thumbelina, she ends up seeing a painted picture of the family together. She's like, hmm, interesting. We go outside. Thumbelina asks the child about the painting, and it turns out her dad made it. He said that um, when me and mom hit it big, we'd have a place like that to sit together and drink tea inside every single day. And Thumbelina's like, oh, well, that's nice. And the child says, I need to go see Violet. She walks away. Lola returns to Thumbelina and is like, hey, I need your help. Go back to the field. The boss yells at the construction workers. He like, I don't fucking know, has a stroke and stomps on the ground. And the construction workers are like, maybe someone is trying to tell us something with all this crazy shit going on. It's exactly. They start, you see all the, they're, they're sitting there going like, you know what? Maybe we should also go on strike. <laughs> you know, the as of right now, the, the, the writers, you know, they're getting off strike. You know, we, maybe we need another strike going, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, are you feeling like, you're, are you in a striking mood, gang? And they're like, yeah, maybe. So the boss is like, just be here tomorrow. We're going to flatten this field, leave tomorrow. All of this will be destroyed. Later that night at the apartment, the child hangs up the phone talking to Violet. The child wants to give um, Thumbelina a makeover. And yeah, we get like, you know, the makeover scene. And you know, Thumbelina talks about the wonders of friendship and also being able to run, jump, and play with her friends. And Thumbelina says she's friends with the child, even though her parents are going to murder her entire people. And Thumbelina has to show the child something. They go outside to the patio. Thumbelina made her a giant tree, and the child's like, wow. And then suddenly, Violet and Ashlyn arrive. And Ashlyn, her characteristic is literally she just says, cha, every other (laughs) word. It's... I wish that was a joke, which was, which would be funny, but nope, that is, that is the kid's entire shtick. She, that's all she does, really, truthfully speaking, that's all she does. She dude, just goes, cha. Dude, good for the, good for the, uh, good for the voice actor here who's literally, you know, I mean, literally just showed up for maybe for like, I don't know, five minutes, said cha a couple of different ways and was like, all right, I'm going to write you a pace. Here's your, here's your check. Um. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, at worst, they got beer money for the, doing the easiest job ever. At best, they paid rent with doing the easiest job ever. So, oh, dude, honestly, like, good, good for the, good for the people like in these movies that literally just show up, say some things, and then just kind of fuck off. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
the 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 non main character voice actors, man, they're just pulling in a bag. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a hero and a Josephine Langford from our after series. Good for them for making money off of fucking fan no! fiction. Yeah, yeah, mm, I don't know if I'd group that. <laughs> okay, back they, to you don't you don't see. I was about to. I was about to, you don't see the voice actors clapping cheeks on screen. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so a violet's like, where's the most unique thing anyone's ever seen, or does it not exist? It doesn't really exist, does it? So Thumbelina overhears this and tells Lola, "Let's leave," and they just fly away. You know, like like you see your quote unquote friend you literally just mentioned getting bullied and you're like, I have an idea. Let's leave. What fucking characteristics do you have for your characters here, bro? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, that's odd. That's odd. That, that, Thumbelina's like, you're my friend. And and then she's like, and she's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck her. Like, All right. Damn. Okay, cool. Dude, so- we're, we're flipping hot. So the child tries to stand up to Violet, but she's doing that preppy girl thing of roasting you for being poor, even though both of your parents, are, again, are in the top 1% of income earners in the U.S. The child's like, you're not the kind of friends I want. You're not my friends. I want you to leave. And Violet's like, no one throws me out. Come on, Ashlyn. Let's go someplace worthy of our presence. So the two leave. Ashlyn says, cha, one last time. Child turns to look for Thumbelina, but she's one not there. One for the road. Dude, what, one last one for the easiest fucking payday of your entire life. Congratulations. She's like, that one was for you guys. So the child turns again looks for Thumbelina, but she's not there. She feels bad, so she hops on her bike and drives into oncoming traffic. No, she doesn't. She heads to the field. She plays Frogger instead. You just see her just like just like just like with a little bike, just frogger jumping in between lanes. So at the field, the child gets off her bike and sees all the construction equipment. Thumbelina arrives back. The child calls out for Thumbelina and she apologizes, then says she sent Violet home before she even knew that Thumbelina left. It matters to her and she did it to protect Thumbelina because Thumbelina's her friend. Gosh darn it. The child says, like, look, I'll try to save the field. Not sure how, but I'll do it. So Thumbelina comes out, scolds the child for almost showing her to Violet. The child apologizes in the two hug. Thumbelina then takes the child to show her the Twiller Bee Village. And, you know, all the villagers are scared, but eventually they come out to see the child. And, you know, I'm surprised that the child just doesn't fucking step on any of them. Yeah, I'm surprised there were no casualties. Like she accidentally didn't like just destroy one's home. It was like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. She accidentally rolls her ankle and then just like destroys like an entire block in this town. Oh, it's like this is their Godzilla. Like, like she just rolls in. She just like twists her ankle. She's like, oh shit! And she just accidentally elbows and destroys an entire neighborhood. Like ooh, and they're just sitting there like that was the hospital. Like, yeah, exactly. No. Like she's like she sits there and she's like she she forgets to tie her shoes so she trips on a shoelace and falls and like her hand hits a hits a building and they're like not the orphanage <laughs> man this is gonna be a dark month you <laughs> <laughs> gotta do something man november can't come faster you decided this i don't want to hear it from you <laughs> you chose this i watched an extra movie because I was because I thought we were doing <laughs> another one. So Thumbelina takes the child to another field of flowers. It's where the Twiller buds are, the, the Twiller babies. And this is why the construction workers can't dig up there. But Thumbelina has an idea. 
So back at their apartment, there's an old rundown greenhouse that everyone just kind of conveniently forgot until now. And the three fairies start using their magic to build nature and shit inside and create a room from uh, the painting the child's dad made. Oh, and the creepy fucking dog with human teeth is also here. So after hours of magic, it's night now and they're almost done. Next day, the greenhouse is all set. Thumbelina tells the other two and Lola should fly home and keep the others calm. Thumbelina stays and tells the child to get the parents. Thumbelina steals the dad's phone, phone call, and the dad's like, where the fuck is my phone? Thumbelina and the dog lead the parents outside, and the parents see all the greenery, then the greenhouse, and are absolutely amazed. The child sits in the middle of the room and shows them everything. You know, she made tea, and the parents are just amazed. The phone rings, but the child stops him from grabbing the phone and is like, hey, I need you to listen. It's uh, it, <laughs> and, and he's just sitting there with his phone and his hands like shaking. He's like the desire, the desire for child neglect. And it's the, too much. And the dad's just like, I'm trying to give you a better life. Okay. <laughs> he goes, I, I'm doing it for you. He goes, you think I want this? And they just start screaming at each other. And it just turns into like an episode, like on Dr. Phil. Absolutely. Just, you just see dark. You just see, you just see Thumbelina roll out with a mustache and ball. And she's like bald. And she's like, what's all this then? Now what's going on here? (laughs) That's a bad impression of Dr. Phil. I apologize. Uh, like honestly, it's better than better than anything because the only Doctor Phil episode I watched was the one where he like interviewed the dude from Bum Fights. Oh my god! <laughs> and the dad and starts he, dressing like Thumbelina too, and is like, "How do you yeah. like it?" <laughs> and then the mom is like, "Oh, all right." Since we're since we're making fun of each other now, she starts dressing like the dad. <laughs> So the child's like, I need you to stop the construction on the factory. You can't destroy the field there. Trust me. Y'all don't understand. There are living things there. The dad's like, okay, listen, whatever you want, just don't make any crazy demands. And the mom is like, any of the construction is out of the question. One little field doesn't make a big difference. And Thumbelina is just standing off screen, shaking her hands like, my time to shine. <laughs> she's like, she's like, damn, the, the lights are dimming and they're ready for me to walk out. So she flies out in front of her parents and monologues. It's like, to you, it's just one little field. But to me, it's my whole world. And the parents are shook. The child explains everything about the Twillerbees. But then, like, the parents just kind of, like, come to and they're like, oh, shit, the construction workers are about to break ground. We got to stop them. And everyone's like, oh, no, dad tries to make a call, but no answer. We go back to the field. We see boss man left his phone in one of the vehicles. The boss is like, we're going to rip up this field. Yeah, what are you waiting for? The rest of the workers are like, yeah, sure, cool, let's let's, let's fucking do this. I don't know. And we go back with the child, and they're all like, we got to go in person. Come on, let's go. Back to the field. All the workers getting their construction <laughs> excavators ready to dig up the field. But the fairies and hummingbirds attack by dropping it's, acorns on them. Look, they it's... You know the people at Mattel were watching some Alfred Hitchcock the day before because the birds start attacking. And I'm like, I see that and I'm like, oh hell no. I was like, that's when you leave. I was like, I saw one of them some bitches break a telephone booth. <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like this is more like birdemic, like birdemic shock and terror is, than the birds. It's, it's less the birds. Yeah, you're right. It's less the birds and more birdemic. You just see you just you just see the three construction workers get out with coat hangers and start just start waving their hands around. 
So all these construction workers are like, this isn't good. We can't do our jobs because of the hummingbirds. The boss is like, this field isn't haunted. Do your jobs. We go back with Thumbelina and the family. They're stuck in traffic, but the child has a bike in the trunk. So the kid and Thumbelina just drive off in their bike to go to the construction site, leaving the parents stuck in traffic. We go back to the field. Fairies use their magic to make a sunflower with a painted mad face on, grow like 30 feet high, and the rest of the construction workers are like, fuck this shit, not the birds, not the giant sunflower, we're out of here. Then the boss is just sitting over there just like shitting his pants, just like, no, not you, you killed my family. <laughs> it's exactly, <they're, laughs> it's just, you just see, just the frowny face starts to move and it's like, it's been a while, Franklin. And he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> another giant sunflower goes like we're ready to stab you too now <laughs> so she just pulls out pulls out a knife from the dirt <laughs> oh god so the boss gets in an excavator and attacks the flowers leaving the fairies to flee in fear the boss is like I hate flowers back with uh, Thumbelina and the child this child is just fucking booking it like Lance Armstrong just trying to make sure <laughs> You just see, you just see her. She's like, "Oh, I need a boost," and she pulls out steroids and injects it in her ass. And she's like, "Ooh, I'm ready to go." Oh man, I, I knew I should have done blood doping. Yes, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So back in the field, the boss just yells like a workaholic. Boom! He's like, "I'm ripping up this field now!" And the fairies run towards their village. The child arrives. Bikes towards a moving excavator, and she's struggling like it's the final leg of the Tour de France. Back with <laughs> dude, I mean, she, she, I don't know how she the fuck does she's doing that. I, I don't know. She's booking it. I just like the idea. She does that one thing, that one thing from the famous like YouTube video of the Tour de France, where the person just lies on their seat and just like Superman's their way to the front. I, dude, I mean, that's one way if they're going downhill. Hell yeah. So back with the fairies, they run towards their village, but boss man gets a sick smile when he sees it. He's about to dig it up when this child jumps in front of an excavator, then the boss stops because, you know, he's got some standards. The child says, in the name of my parents, I'm telling you to stop this now. And boss is like, you're getting between me and my job. If you don't move, I'll move you myself. That's a crime. But then he's <laughs> thrown away from his excavator by the fairies. Yeah, the fairies can just now magically operate construction equipment. Don't don't ask questions. I love that. I love that. They're forklift certified, baby. You see, the toiler the toiler bees know how to handle construction workers now. I mean, you know, if if anything, I, I don't fucking know. We're almost done with this movie. So they pick up the boss, and the parents arrive, and they the boss they tell the boss the project is over. The boss says thing, but then they, he gets run off by the evil hummingbirds. The parents are here, and the day is saved. Thumbelina thanks the parents for saving the world. Twiller babies are arriving, so everyone goes into this other field where the Twiller babies oh, no. are, and they start blooming, <laughs> hatching. I I, I, I really don't know what the appropriate I don't know. terminology it's is. Weird fairy babies. What is it with this franchise so far? And weird fairy babies. Dude, watch it. We're gonna like get through one, and we're gonna think it's gonna be like just completely normal. It's literally just like a human tale of like Barbie. <laughs> I don't know, running errands or something. Parby goes to H&R Block. <laughs> and then she like comes home and it's just a bunch of fairies. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I thought we were She's like, oh, shit. She goes, I, I thought we were done with this bit. So the flowers start flying into the air, then fall back down with Twiller babies inside them. Uh, the parents just kind of roll with it like yesterday. They had no idea all this existed, but now they're just like, now they're like, they're just cool with it. 
So Thumbelina thanks the family. Everyone's amazed. The child brings up a good point. They're like, well, how do we protect this area and keep the Twiller Bees a secret? Nature reserve. Back with Barbie from the <laughs> beginning. She finishes up her story and they're like, together, everyone made a huge difference, just like this tiny tree. So again, Barbie finishes with her leftist propaganda and a child asks <laughs> if they're at the nature reserve they were talking about. Barbie's like, keep your eyes and ears open. It is Twiller Baby blooming season time. Stay where I can see you. And then Emma, the girl from the beginning, asks if if uh, Thumbelina really exists. And Barbie's like, well, what do you think? <laughs> and then you see, then you should see one of the kids with, 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 gelled black hair and a yarmulke just comes out and goes um actually i believe that the twitter babies is just like a little ben shapiro just oh, running God. around <laughs> can we get barbie in a can we get ben shapiro in a barbie movie <laughs> baby ben baby i want my baby ben baby ben baby ben i want my baby, <laughs> oh, my baby ben shapiro god that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a toy now isn't it <laughs> baby ben hell yeah squeeze its foot and it just says facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just mess with his head and he'll say wet ass p word <laughs> so uh barbie said you know emma says you know i do believe and they hug barbie waves to thumbelina and the other, t- other two that are just watching the three of them you know make a tiny plant grow into a big tree and then fly into the screen and sparkle and yeah that's that's the movie that's probably the quickest we've ever gotten through a movie because, again, these movies are so short and nothing really happens in them. But we just like roasting them for like the animation and the shitty characters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The shitty characters. I mean, the story, uh, it's Thumbelina, but like, I don't know if that's the story didn't really story kind of sucked, too, in my opinion. But in any case. Yo, dude, we beat out Catwomen of the Moon. I didn't think we'd beat that. Like, that's impressive, man. <laughs> yeah, but getting back to Barbie and Thumbelina, there's really, like, with the last movie, again, it's the fucking Nutcracker story. So I think, you know, parents sitting with their kids watching it can, I don't know, at least kind of be entertained. With this one, like, if you're a parent watching this, you're probably, you're, you're going to get nothing. This is going to be time when you're looking at your phone, I don't know, looking at memes or some shit. And at least like with Nutcracker as well, we had Tim Curry and, you know, the plot of the Nutcracker. This one, we don't have anything. We just have shitty characters. Exactly. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So, Mike, do you, do you have anything else you want to say on this movie? <laughs> the, the dog lives in my nightmares. The yeah. dog lives in my nightmares. Yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to be going back to therapy because of this one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys. Was it Mike week one week one of the Barbie movies? We got two down week seven more to go down and we got seven more to go. I don't know if I can do. I don't know if I can do seven more movies, guys. I really don't know if I'm going to make it through this month. (laughs) He's like, you're just sitting there. Just you're doing the thing that the one dude did where you just blink SOS. I am in danger. Please help me. But anyways, guys, that does it for this episode of the Mess Up Midnight Podcast. Go follow us, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal and stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have any do you have any words you wanna you wanna tell the people? I I we got Barbie as left wing as leftist propaganda. I need Barbie as right wing propaganda. Barbie because Barbie discusses the benefits of lobbying. Let's do it. <laughs> And that's going to be the movie that we end up making. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You already know. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.